0: Walk into the well, Finn. Aren't you cold? No, I'm not! I've got a sweater on! It's podcast time. Good grab your friends. We'll talk about fair distant lands. Matt the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Globin and Adventure Time Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are, <laughs> another episode. Rocking it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm a little tired, Matt. Really? Yeah, dude. But why? Well, so I am.
1: Time to wake up, Bros of Gordon Levitt.
0: Bros of Gordon Levitt? Yeah. Whoa.
1: Bro Montagna?
0: Why are you bringing up the Brojo? The Brojo. <laughs> He's amazing, though.
1: He's amazing.
0: Jogo is what we call him in our house.
1: JGL for me. JGL. Yep. What, what, what? What, what, what?
0: JGL for life. Joseph
1: Gordon-Levitt podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry for interrupting.
0: That's fine. That's cool. How are you? How have you been, Matthew? I feel like it's been ages since I've podcasted with you. I
1: know. So, I'm amazing. Tonight, we you are, are going to be finishing up the second season Isn't of Adventure that bonkers? Time. bonkers? Yeah, it's nuts. I can't believe we're here. It's I'm super excited. And also crazy down. And I don't want to spoil too much for you guys, but we're going to do some some pretty crazy awesome episodes mm-hmm. tonight.
0: There is action, adventure, love, like like.
1: Yeah, like like.
0: There's a little bit of everything in this. Deceit, Ice King, body dysmorphia.
1: By the way, Like Like is the name of an enemy in the Zelda games. Really? Yeah.
0: I did not know this.
1: You're all over this. Man, so what have you been up to since the last time we recorded?
0: Well, I got to spend some time with you. Yep. Husband and wife time doing husband and wife things, which has been mighty fine. I've been on break from roller derby, so that's been really weird. I had like a two-week break, and I don't know what to do with myself. And I, you know, I'm always busy, and so when I have downtime, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to go back to roller derby on Sunday. Cool. Yeah, yeah. How about you? What have you been up to?
1: So since we recorded our last episode, I've run a marathon. What? I shot and directed a movie alongside Steven Spielberg. No way. I'm joking. We, that we- is
0: really incredible for your career.
1: We recorded our last episode like an hour ago.
0: Where was I? <laughs> Where was I during this this movie making? Uh, you took a nap. Oh, okay. okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you were invited.
0: <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Anyway, well, we hope that this is a new year of amazingness for everybody. We're super excited to enjoy Adventure Time again this year. Um, We love it so much. Yes, we do. Yep. It's amazing. So today we are going to be reviewing the last two episodes of the season. Um, We're going to do Mortal Folly and Mortar Recoil. Um, So we're really, really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, I'm really excited. I've been waiting all season to get into these two.
0: Yep. Now we're here.
1: We're ending it with a bang.
0: With a bang. Boom. Boom chakalaka.
1: So do you want to get into
0: it? Yes. So episode 25, technically 24, because...
1: If you listened to the last episode, you know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, you know. Episode 25, Mortal folly for season two of Adventure Time. That's it. <laughs> That's oh the whole wait, review. Oh, <laughs> wait, and number 26 mortal recall with that one uh which was really 25 so yeah yeah it's a two-parter my poor brain it's a one tour one two step yeah two for
1: i was wondering if we were just review these two as one episode but they really are two pretty different episodes ultimately so are they
0: sort of nah I think they aren't.
1: They are tied together.
0: They are tied together.
1: But they do have two different...
0: They're like a continuation of each other. They
1: are. They are. Good point. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. One's like an exorcist parody.
0: It's 22 minutes of amazing adventure time and an epic story of proportion. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's get on the show. Let's do it. Boom bang gong.
1: Boom gang gong.
0: I don't know what that was. Okay, so episode 24 slash 25, Mortal Folly, has an IMDb rating of 8.7. Woo! Pretty dang high. Uh, overall season number 50, uh, directed by Larry Leachlider, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Adam Muto and Rebecca Sugar. Cool. Original air date, May 2nd, 2011, and 1.92 million U.S. viewers.
1: Adam Muto and Rebecca Sugar seem to be like a power team when it comes to writing on this show. No kidding. Yeah, like they they pop out some top quality stuff. Yeah, they do. So the title card shows like this mushroom cloud of, it looks like green souls. It's like a a vapor of green souls. It's and uh, Finn and Jake staring at it from afar. It's pretty epic.
0: It is epic. It's pretty intense. So in part one of this part two series, Finn, Jake, and Princess Bubblegum are meditating on the balcony of the castle. So I want to take a minute here. Okay, hold on. We're going to – one second. So at first, the boys have trouble concentrating, but the princess tells them to clear their minds, and it works. So I just want to say really quick about – I have a little plug about meditation. Oh, yeah? So as many of you know, I'm a social worker, and I do therapy for patients – and I totally dig meditation. Cool. I really like it a whole bunch. Like, it is my jam. I'm not one of those people that meditates for, like, a half hour. I'm more of, like, the 3, 5, 10-minute kind of variety. I use Headspace. I love it. I'm not sponsored by Headspace. But Headspace, if you want to sponsor us, I will plug your product all day long
1: headspace is cool stuff
0: it is it's so good and i love it and if you haven't tried it and you're someone that's anxious or someone that's stressed and just need like reprieve for a hot second this is your place um so i love meditation i think it's great that they were meditating on the balcony Yeah, uh, totally rad and it's not like that um thing that was jake was doing but it's like You know, how do I focus on my breathing and focus on one thing at a time and be more mindful? And I absolutely loved that. Mm. And you may or may not be hearing right now our nightly car alarm going off in our apartment complex. You guys are going
1: to need to hear like a a little piece of our daily life.
0: It's so great. It might be 9.24 in the p.m. And uh, good thing we weren't sleeping.
1: Every night.
0: Or, report, or recording a podcast.
1: <laughs> Every night like clockwork, a car alarm goes on outside our place.
0: It's great. Yep. That's it's cool.
1: It's, it's helping you get immersed in the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Welcome to our home.
0: Welcome. Anyway, meditation. Totally rad. So Finn, after clearing his mind, has a vision of himself, older and cooler with new powers. Such as having a mechanical arm. <gasps> we'll
1: have to get back to that. Foreshadowing. This is the first of many times the show is foreshadowed. Finn might be losing an arm at some point.
0: Oh my gosh! I didn't even know that. Yep. Hot many, many times. Damn. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Jake has a vision of Lady Rainicorn riding a horse. Was it the Pooh Brain horse?
1: I don't even remember this shot.
0: That was so funny. She's like like hunched over like her whole rainbow thing. Anyway, it was adorable. <laughs> But then Princess Bubblegum has a vision of a dark figure and panics before saying she needs to check on something. And Finn and Jake are like, yo, can we go with you? She's like, yeah, bros. You might as well.
1: So this is the first time ever in the show where, like, from the get-go, you see that, like, you know, it, it's still a funny episode. Like, there's a lot of humor in it. But, like, this is where PB's like, no, this is this is serious. Like, this is going to be something that we, that we have to deal with here. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Like, I feel like this episode has, like, this cinematic quality to it.
0: Yeah, totally. It it does, and it and it really feels like a story. It's not just like this, um, you know how sometimes the episodes are a little eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, this one definitely wasn't. Well, I take that back. This one initially didn't feel that way, and you'll oh. we'll talk about it more. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, I just oh, man, I I just oh oh crazy about this one.
0: Jake it's been room. a long time since Why do you I'm... take a picture and marry it?
1: If you like someone, one, why don't you take a picture and marry it? <laughs> so, so, PB gives Finn and Jake gems like the one in her tiara before entering a secret room in the heart of the tallest tree where she shows them an ancient evil sorcerer called the Lich, who, uh, by the way, is voiced by the great Ron Perlman, who you may know from like Sends of Anarchy or Hellboy, the good <laughs> Hellboy. Sorry, anyway, he's held as a prisoner of Amber and PB explains that the gems will keep themselves safe from the lich's spells that control and possess people. Then she tells the story of how he plotted to destroy Ooh and kill ev- kill everyone until the hero Billy, Billy pushed him into the resin of the Amber.
0: So basically, this is Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> DNA dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, even
1: dinosaurs.
0: Even dinosaurs. Uh, anyway, so as she's talking to them, um, the waving snail climbs out of Finn's backpack and is quickly possessed by the lich. Because he's not watch. <laughs> literally 2020. And he becomes possessed by the lich because he's not wearing one of these protective gems. The snail then crawls over because he's possessed by the lich. And you hear like this, this like mumbling. And that's how the boys are like, yo, what is that sound? And they're like, well, they're, you're wearing this jewelry. It's protecting you. He's casting these spells so he can get out of this amber because he wants to kill and destroy. So the poor snail starts climbing its way over to the amber and uses its head to crack open a, a, a small hole for where uh, the lich oozes out. His soul just completely oozes out and is freed. When Finn and Jake try to stop him, the lich starts to escape and heads towards the sky. Princess Bubblegum then takes them to the other secret room and gives Finn the gauntlet of the hero Billy, which is this gauntlet that he used to defeat the lich the first time. And she tells him to smite the lich with it before he gets to his well of power and gets his magic back.
1: This episode just makes Billy even cooler than he already was. Totally. This guy's, he's great. Like,
0: I was bummed that Billy wasn't in the episode.
1: Yeah, I was a little, I'll put a pin in that. Okay. But anyway, there's more Lich-related episodes that might or might not involve Billy.
0: I'm really excited for that. Yeah.
1: It's cool stuff. Yeah. So she also tells Finn that the Lich's lair is cold, and so she gives him a sweater, like a pink sweater that she made, telling him that she cares for him. This was the moment where I was like, man, PB is like, she's showing a more affectionate side than I think she's ever shown yeah. Up to this point in the show.
0: Totally agree with you.
1: So, one last parting. The trio hugs each other for good luck. Aww. And while they're hugging, a latched window opens up, revealing the Ice King. Who
0: comes okay, in. so this right here is where I was like, this is going to be an epic adventure. I can't wait to watch it. And then all of a sudden, the Ice King shows up, and you're like, well, throws a wrench in the episode. The WTF. WTF.
1: Yep. So he's asking Finn and Jake to bless his wedding with Princess Bubblegum, which she never agreed to, of course. And, of course, they're like, well, no. And they're instantly annoyed because they're like, dude, we're dealing with some stuff. And as they journey to find the Lich, the Ice King repeatedly begs for their blessing.
0: Yeah, like, it, he's literally following them and, like, encapsulates them in ice and, like, all this junk. And it's just like, ugh.
1: We've seen Ice King annoying before, but never, like, this annoying. He
0: was so oblivious to the fact that they were, like adventuring and he was just like no i need i need your blessing i need your blessing so anyway finn frustrated by the ice king uses the gauntlet on the ice king the ice king then gives up on the blessing and decides well they forced me now to kidnap princess bubblegum while she's eating ice cream and hopes that finn and jake are all right Um, Which I thought was kind of funny that she was emotionally eating, but whatevs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all the while, Finn and Jake are in pursuit of the Lich, following the destruction he's left behind. So literally, it's like this huge, dark path that they're following to find the Lich. As they reach the end of of Iceberg Lake... Just as Finn prepares to smite the Lich with the gauntlet, the Ice King interrupts them yet again to show them that he kidnapped Princess Bubblegum.
1: Yep. So while he does this, the Lich makes it to his well, releasing hundreds of evil souls from the entry, which is from the title card. So Finn and Jake hurry down, and the Ice King follows reluctantly. He's like, oh, it looks kind of scary down there, but then,
0: (laughs) oh, well, holes are holes. Oh, my gosh.
1: So, So Finn manages to fight off the skeletal guards that try to block his path but his backpack is ripped to bits while fighting. So yeah, his iconic backpack gets ruined there. Totally. So after blowing a hole in the ground with the gauntlet, Finn manages to grab hold of a hanging pipe leaking toxic waste, which forms the Lich's well of power in the chamber below, where the Lich begins his power rejuvenation.
0: Finn tries to smite the undead creature with his gauntlet, but the Lich, having regained some of his old power, grabs hold of Finn's wrist and turns the gauntlet to dust, burning finn's hand in the process so like this all-powerful gauntlet is supposed to save the day that has an eyeball on it all a- this is crazy all of a sudden just like that it's it's gone it's dust yep so with their main power weapon destroyed uh destroyed jake tries to bark the villain um which is really interesting he just starts growling and barking at the lich
1: so it's full dog mode
0: yeah um but then the lich strikes jake with fire in the face and is knocked out and when he falls finn's protected jewelry breaks and the lich successfully possesses finn's body in an instant yeah it was freaky i was so scared for him
1: yeah it's actually kind of suspenseful it
0: was really suspenseful
1: so the lich compels finn to walk into his well of power asking him if he's cold but finn's like he resists his influence by screaming i have a sweater on so the lich classic finn line by the way yes So the Lich, having failed to take control of Finn's body- Didn't he have
0: a sweater on when they went to the Ice King that one time? It was like a green- Or a a yellow- yellow, yeah. Yellow sweater. Anyway, sorry. Yeah.
1: Finn in a sweater is always a funny looking thing. Yep. So having failed to take control of Finn's body completely, uh, the Lich decides to destroy him with the flames, but they too fail to kill him. So Finn realizes that the the sweater PB made for him is keeping him safe, for it has the power of, not love really, but really liking somebody in it. Like-like. But Finn feels embarrassed saying love, so yeah, he says, liking someone a lot.
0: It's like Harry Potter, but with a sweater. Yeah. It is the power of love that saved him and kept him safe. It's the
1: power of love, Harry.
0: Oh my gosh. We may may or may not be
1: marathoning uh, the Harry Potter movies, too.
0: Yeah, it's our holiday tradition. Anyway, so Finn then fully escapes the Lich's possession and charges at him with the sweater. He jumps on him, pulls the sweater through the Lich's eye sockets, which is terrifying, BT-dubs. It's crazy. It really is. He's literally flossing the sweater through the eye holes. Yeah. As the Lich struggles, trying to burn Finn while laughing hysterically. Like, it was weird because at first the Lich was, like, freaking out. And then he starts laughing hysterically, which is really creepy. Um, Finn pulls the sweater vigorously upward until the lich's face is broken off.
1: It's and is- violent.
0: It totally is violent. Um, his body turns to dust. Okay, so we have, like, this total intense scene. I was like, hot dog, this is crazy town. So, Jake checks on Finn, makes sure he's okay, and the Ice King, in celebrating the victory that he had no part in, decides to set Princess Bubblegum free, but in doing so, he suddenly drops her into this well, which... <laughs> is that well of like horror and it's like green like craziness and like toxic everything and all of a sudden Finn and Jake are horrified <laughs> and are like oh my gosh what just happened and the episode ends.
1: I remember the first time I saw this one I I didn't have immediate access to the next episode so I was like Oh, what just happened? Yeah.
0: She like, he like, he's like, okay, I'll let her free. And then she just drops. She just drops into the well and her arm is like hanging out and all of a sudden she goes under. Yeah. It's freaky. <laughs> it's nuts.
1: Man. This is crazy. So what are your first thoughts on this episode?
0: Real men wear pink.
1: That's right.
0: Yes. The sweater is pink. I love it. It's it, adorable. Doesn't
1: it doesn't have a heart stitch in it. It totally it does. Too? Yeah. It totally does man
0: okay so i thought the whole ice king story was super weird like why why was that like
1: it's because he's insane
0: it doesn't make sense and i feel mm, okay i i i have feelings about this why didn't they just stop and tell the ice king what was going on so they could use him rather than trying to fight him and the lich king at the same time that
1: is a little frustrating that's one of those tv conveniences just to keep the plot going forward yeah. I agree with you there. And I didn't really think about that until this time through.
0: Yeah. It, Ice King's last statement of the episode is, can you say it?
1: Whoops, I've got the dropsies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like. And then he just stares at them.
0: Yeah. He's like, my bad. <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But
1: I, don't, I feel like this episode would have been incomplete without the Ice King stuff, too. Yeah. I'll throw it out there. I think this is a perfect episode. Tell me more. I love the story of this one. I love the humor in it. I love the pacing. Yeah the dialogue mm-hmm. um i love how like even like the direction it, so i think this show is kind of underrated and how it uh, shoots or quote unquote shoots its action scenes like the scene where um finn's attacking the the lich yeah and he's like it does like this long tracking shot of him of him like running up these stairs and then jumping onto him and it mm-hmm. all follows finn from behind yeah I think that's so cool. Like, if I saw that in a live-action movie, I would think it's a really cool shot.
0: Well, also they did that whole forced perspective thing in the last episode, the not uh, the video makers episode, mm-hmm. and I just think it's it's really neat how this isn't just like that like a dinky cartoon show. Like, there's really a lot of thought put into each of these episodes, For and sure. it, and it's really fascinating. I think the one thing that bothered me about this episode was was this whole idea so we know the ice king has like the inconvenience right of the ice king in this moment like mm-hmm. why was that a part of this story he's, he's right? kind of like
1: Gollum in lord of the rings
0: yes yes yeah i could see that but i just i didn't understand his purpose right and i feel like it just it hurt the story you think so absolutely oh,
1: i feel completely differently because I, I feel like it just fits with the world of the show. Like,
0: oh, I do too. But I just feel like it's it's like they're on this really important. The Lich King is evil, mm-hmm. right? The Lich King is literally evil and wants to destroy and kill the world. And so instead of focusing on this adventure of finding the finding the Lich and killing him, we're stuck in this, you know, back and forth with the Ice King.
1: Yeah. So I I do think that a part of that is like the fact that like. without the ice king this would be like an almost completely serious episode yeah and i i guess they just didn't want to go for that yeah even up to like the very last episode of the Mm -hmm. series which i'm not going to give too much away but like it has a lot of uh serious tone to it but then it also they have to throw in jokes every now and then otherwise it's just not adventure time so do
0: you think that the ice king then was there for comedic relief
1: i do yeah okay yep
0: to make it more, make it more adventure time and less serious
1: yeah. time. and there are times throughout the series where I'm like, I don't know if like if it's a hindrance or not, but sure. there are episodes where I'm like, this is like heartbreaking stuff or like this is exciting stuff, but they have to throw in a joke because it's adventure time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it, it does feel like the show is afraid to commit. Yeah. To some of the more serious moments. Yeah. Which can be frustrating. <clears throat> but well, this one, it just worked for me somehow.
0: I felt like it just... it, it I don't know. I don't know. Mm. The, I, I do think it was interesting that it showed the dichotomy. So with the Ice King and the story there, it really showed, uh, magnified the dichotomy of the relationship that... Princess Bubblegum and the boys have yeah versus Princess Bubblegum and Ice King, right? Because the the whole point of the reason why he didn't die, right? He had this gauntlet that was supposed to save them and and destroy the Lich, but that was destroyed almost immediately. This this piece of fabric was what saved him, and it was because there was a bond of love and trust and mutual love and adoration, not not I'm going to make out with you, love or, you know, that sexual attraction, but that you know, um, I think it's more of that—that that, um, familial love. Yeah. You know that
1: friendship love.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where you're you're close to someone and attached to someone in in, in a way that you know that they have you and yeah. they're your people. You know, because Finn doesn't have a family like he does, but he doesn't. Right? He's mm-hmm. at Jake, but that family system is is messed up, and so. You know, so really, he has his brother Jake, and he's created this family, and PB is part of that family. And I just think that he's—it's more—he's more than a, an adventurer to her. He is her people, and she is his people. Yeah, and
1: I feel like yeah, this is the first time that you really see PB mm-hmm. say that, like, "I care about you."
0: Yeah, and I think that I—I I think that maybe that was another piece of why IK is in there because I think that. He it definitely magnifies that yeah that relationship.
1: I do feel like Ice King is in this episode for a deeper meaning than what I'm catching at face value, but what mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm seeing it at face value, and it's like he's just being an annoying jerk.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's trying to get his needs met when the and I and okay, so if we're thinking about the Ice King, right? Mm-hmm. He is a very selfish individual. We know this about him. Yep. His goals are above everyone else's even when remember when gunter was sick yeah and like he's like Gunther's gonna die but then he all he wanted to do is get with dr princess yeah. right and he was like gunter you're like you know <laughs> you're
1: embarrassing
0: me you're embarrassing me because he's like dying right or she's like dying anyway or giving birth to an egg or whatever anyway and so it's just i i think that this maybe <laughs> furthers this layer of Ik. Because here, the world is literally in peril. The world is literally going to go to waste if the Lich King isn't stopped, and Ik can only think about him. Himself. Yeah.
1: Well, we do know that, like he he is insane. Like yeah. Uh, like his his he has a very skewed perspective of everything.
0: Well, and that's caused by that crown that he wears, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we'll learn more about that in future seasons, from yep. what I understand.
1: So, so, like, a part of me like can't blame him completely for how he's acting because he. He doesn't seem to have any control over his uh his reactions to things. Like Maybe. He's, he's not there really.
0: You know, one thing that I thought was kind of cool was that when the Lich King took possession of Finn or tried to, and Finn was able to resist that. Yeah, and be like, you know, it just showed I think how pure his heart was, and like yeah. how he was really his his motivations are pure.
1: Absolutely. And like, this is you seeing, like, he's not in it just for like the, he's, was never been in it for like the glamour or like the fame of uh, heroism. Like, he is.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, truly look, a hero. Look at the, look at the fact that he um has um, like all these crazy treasures and they live in this <laughs> treehouse, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have a big castle and he could have a castle and he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't care about those things. He loves helping people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that's kind of cool. And
1: I think something that's that's happened over the season is you are seeing kind of, kind of some of the quirks of his character where, like, not everything about him is perfect. Yes. As a person. But, you know, all in all, he is still a good person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What does that say about the snail? <laughs> <laughs> right. That
1: was, yeah, that snail's, uh... Maybe we, we ought to put more thought into that snail and its yeah. motives.
0: yeah. I love it. Um, so, Matt, what was your favorite line of the episode?
1: Ooh, my favorite line was, "I'm your dingy dog." Oh, I'm your dingy dog. Yeah, by Jake. Yeah, because he turns Jake, into a dinghy. He
0: turns into a dinghy. To, yeah. So, and then, <laughs> and then he was, and then Finn was like going to use the gauntlet. So they couldn't get the gauntlet to stop activating. So he punched. There's an eye, an active eye on the back on his ham, and they punched that eye. And so the eye starts tearing up and stops. Well, now they're in this dinghy and they're trying to catch up with the lich. And um, he looks at the eye. He's like, sorry, I punched your ball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> good choice.
0: Yeah, it was really good. So anyway, I thought that was cute and funny. And then it helped them zoom through and it was rad.
1: For sure. Oh, do you want to give me an impression of a character?
0: Yeah. So this is my impression of the Ice King when he pops through the window the first time to get the blessing. Hey! 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 <laughs> nice. I'm not good. I like it. <laughs> what was yours?
1: So uh, I go- I went with the lich. Oh. Yep. Walk into the well, Finn.
0: <laughs> you sound like Morgan Freeman. <laughs>
1: Walk into the well, Finn.
0: <laughs> I can't do. It.
1: Now that I'm trying, I can't do it. Uh, Andy Dufresne.
0: Andy Dufresne. <laughs>
1: So we got some trivia.
0: Yeah, there's tons of trivia from this episode, and we're going to go through some of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
0: Okay. So mortal folly can mean a foolish death or a fatal and foolish act. This could be referencing how Ice King almost foolishly killed Princess Bubblegum. Makes sense. Yep. This and Mortal Recall make the first two-part episodes in the entire series. They
1: sure do. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ice King was in the presence of the Lich without the protection of Princess Bubblegum's gems. It's implied that he was able to do so because of his crown.
0: Hmm, Interesting. (gasps) Yep. (laughs) Um, The Lich's lair is in a subway station from before the Mushroom War. Oh, cool. Gosh, this Mushroom War. Mushroom War. I want to know more. You will. About the Mushroom War.
1: So outside the Lich's lair on a pole is the number 81012. The same numbers can be seen on the right wall as Finn and Jake... Fall down through the hole, just before Finn grabs a leaking pipe, and right afterwards on the wall directly behind the two.
0: I wonder what those have are, are in significance. Like what the significance of them are. Don't Homer. know. <laughs> Thank you, Homer.
1: <laughs> you're welcome.
0: I'm just, I'm just looking.
1: I'll move on to the next thing then. While you're looking. Yeah. So one of the lich's horns is broken, but it is not broken in Princess Bubblegum's vision. Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe
0: her vision was from before. Yeah, maybe. Or the future.
1: Oh, we never know. Or maybe we will. So Finn can move the six fingers in the gauntlet, but he only has four fingers. The gauntlet and its usage in the episode may be a reference to Michael Morcock's character, Corum Jalen Ursi, who at one point possessed an artifact, Hand of Quill. That last word is all um consonants.
0: Um. Also, I was just thinking about that and how it shrunk down to fit his hand. So that's why I think that that was the reason.
1: Yeah. So it acted as though he had six fingers.
0: Yeah, if you look closely on one of the wrecked subways, one appears to have two jet engines mounted on top of it. Nice. Yeah, this episode and the Enchiridion are featured in the Lego Dimension Adventure Time, the Lego Dimension Adventure Time pack. So they have like different Lego packs for this episode and the Enchiridion. Yeah, that's kind of cool.
1: Cool. So, Iceberg Lake from Business Time returns as Finn and Jake pursue the Lich, also confirming it as the location of the Gauntlet Dock, which still hangs over the lake. Oh, Ooh, cool. Nice.
0: That's rad. Uh, I
1: was thinking about that episode earlier. You know what they look like? Well-dressed pickles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> business Time?
1: Business
0: so when Billy is shown using the, his gauntlet in um, his hero, he wears it on his left hand, but it is a right-handed gauntlet in this episode. Bum bum bum. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Mm. So when Finn meditates, he imagines himself older, stronger, and has a robotic arm similar to Farmworld Finn and Finn the Human. So Finn does eventually get a prosthetic arm and two swords.
0: Yep. The well in the lich's lair looks like the same mutagenetic material that turned Farmworld Jake into the lich in Jake the Dog.
1: Interesting.
0: Yep, 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 yep.
1: And the lich's well is shown again in the episode Whispers.
0: Will Huyton. Will Huyton. So there's a lot of cool stuff. I, I'm really, really excited because I feel like this is world crea- like Like we know that this is world building. And I love that. Ooh, is expanding and we're learning new things and it's like opening another door of stuff for us to learn about. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. This is a really exciting episode.
0: Really, really cool. Uh, any last thoughts about this?
1: Oh, I love it. I think this is a great episode and I think it's easily one of the best of the season.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think this is definitely top, top episodes. Uh, this one and next one, just really good. Um, a lot of adventure, a lot of fun. My only beef is that annoyance with Ice King and how do we balance that. Maybe it just didn't feel very well balanced to me, but that's just me. Yeah, But otherwise, all around good. I
1: totes respect that. Totes. Do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode? Yes, based on the more title? than
0: anything. I'm sure it was almost 100% accurate.
1: I am certain it was.
0: Not. <laughs> was not.
1: <laughs> so Mortal Folly, part one of two. Finn decides that he wants to go after a notorious treasure that involves the passage through dangerous parts of Ooo. As he believes himself to be brave, he thinks that he will be fine. Jake doesn't like the idea, but comes along anyway. Through the adventure, Finn is wounded and doubts himself. He gets stuck in a cage guarded by a vicious beast who is saving him to make human soup. Jake, meanwhile, got distracted by food from a table that replenishes itself. In his gluttony, Jake forgets about Finn because the food is enchanted to keep him occupied. Kind of reminds me of Pan's Labyrinth a little bit. Hmm. So, as far as accuracy goes, Finn does go to a a dangerous part of Ooh. (laughs) He does believe he's brave. That's true. There is a vicious beast. C plus. Ooh, C plus. That's awfully generous of you. (laughs) As far as creativity goes, I like this one a lot. A minus.
0: Yay! Candy apple. Candy apple. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I like
1: it. Do you want to predict what the second part
0: is? Yes.
1: Based on its title, Mortal Recoil? Yes. Dude. Okay. So Amy did write what her prediction was based on the title before we watched both of them. Yeah. So we're going to do her prediction for the next episode based on what she wrote for it. (laughs) So (laughs) Mortal Recoil.
0: Okay. So Finn is visited by the Spirit of Tree Trunks. Who reminds Finn of his strength and smarts? Finn is rejuvenated by the visit. devises a plan to escape the cage. He finds Jake and slaps him in the jowls to get him out of his enchantment. Together, they head back to the treehouse, never to talk about the treasure again. That's nuts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the spirit treehouse. I like it. And you could be correct. I don't know. Let's find
0: out. No, we're not. <laughs> but, yeah. So we. So I wrote. I wrote both of these together because I thought it would be great. But uh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Matt, Yes. let's move on. Let's do it. Mortal Recoil.
1: Our final episode. Of oh my season. gosh, I
0: can't believe we're done with the season. I know, it's crazy. Uh, crazy time.
1: My mind can't handle it.
0: Okay, so it has an IMDB rating of 8.8. 8. That's bonkers. It is overall number, episode 51, directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Uh, written and storyboarded by Jesse Mahoyahan and Cole Sanchez. Its original air date was May 2nd, 2011, and it had 1.92 US million viewers. Cool. Yeah. Not bad. Nope.
1: The title card shows what looks like a bunch of uh, citizens of the Candy Kingdom standing over a an open grave. Yep. Kind of misleading.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Finn is holding onto his pink sweater.
1: Oh, yes, he is.
0: Yep. I don't see... J- oh, no, Jake is there, and he's wearing the jewels on his head. Like the crown of Princess Bubblegum on his head. Cool. Oh, and Shelby is there. Or not Shelby, but the snail is right next to Peppermint Butler.
1: Waving. Yeah. Oh, not too often you see the snail in the title card.
0: Yeah. So in the previous episode, Princess Bubblegum was accidentally dropped by the Ice King into the Lich's well of power saying... Droppies? Yeah.
1: I can't remember what the line was.
0: Whoopsie, I got the dropsies. Whoopsie,
1: I got the dropsies.
0: The episode begins with Doctor Ice Cream and Nurse Pound Cake, along with other candy hospital staff, rolling her into the ER, trying to stabilize her. She looks like this puddle of purpleness, yeah, laying she's on just this, like goo. Yeah, like a like a melted, like if you left a crayon out in the sun and it like melted, that's what it looks like.
1: She's looking rough.
0: Yeah. She stabilized but doesn't seem to be acting normally and is paler than her natural hue. They put, like, a bunch of, like, sugar or something on her to stabilize her, and she, like, formulates into her natural body. Yeah. Ice King, who is there, uh, tries to explain something strange he saw when Princess Bubblegum fell into the well. But Finn, who is still super pissed off at the Ice King for almost killing her and making insensitive comments during the surgery... Interrupts and nearly kills him by throwing his root sword at him, telling him, "Just shut your mouth, old man."
1: Yeah. So at this point, Ice King is just like infuriating, yeah. to everybody around him. I always thought it was hilarious how like how ultra serious the tone is for like these um the doctors. Yeah. Or it's it's like it's, it seems like dialogue from ER, but totally. being said by like ice cream.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And he flies away, and he's like, "Oh, I'm old, huh? You can tell go, so you don't have to look at my old skin."
0: Yeah whatever
1: he's so annoying so the other princesses give Finn a new backpack so PB is still very ill and is confined to her room with Finn and Jake acting as her caregivers
0: which is a mistake since we saw with that lily what they did but yeah I mean,
1: they're not the best caregivers so when she wakes up Finn and Jake reveal that they picked every flower in the candy kingdom for her like the room is just loaded with flowers
0: it's so pretty it
1: is However, she exhibits strange behavior and is not acting like herself, such as trying to get cleaning supplies.
0: She, like, drags herself across the floor to, like, root around underneath the sink for cleaning supplies. It's kind of weird. She looks (laughs)
1: terrifying. Yeah.
0: Uh, Finn picks her up, returns to her bed, takes some time to confide his feelings to her, asking Jake to leave the room. Finn thanks her for the sweater she made him due to it having the power of liking someone a lot. Because she cared about him and tells her that they should discuss their feelings later. And she asks him to help her get some stuff. When Jake and Peppermint Butler return with a cup of tea after Finn had left to go get her some things that she asked uh, him to get, Peppermint Butler suddenly freaks out as the princess is oddly whispering like the lynch. He acts. Uh, he starts to hiss and runs off. And he acts like... Um, like in horror movies, when the animals respond to like the these freaky like like they knew something's possessed by evil. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. Anyway, yeah. Jake is super suspicious at this point. Yeah,
1: because she's she's acting she's
0: acting a little shady. She is cray cray.
1: So Finn is away. Jake tries to play some music for for PB. I just feel bad for Jake like this whole episode because totally. he's stuck with her during like the creepiest stuff. Yes. So he tries playing play music for her, but the princess just spasms and growls and even killing all the flowers collected in her room by, like, touching one of them. And then the room gets, like, set on fire, causing Jake to run out and wonder if the well did something to her brain. So when Finn returns to the hall outside, he's holding an assortment of items, which he reveals are things like gasoline, bleach, ammonia, lighter fluid. You know, girl stuff.
0: You took it! <laughs> Sorry! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Such a funny line. So Jake urges Finn not to bring the chemicals to PB, but she just calmly takes them.
0: Jake then tells Finn of the fire she summoned, which alarms Finn. The two enter the room to find it empty and dark with the bathroom door closed. Finn believes Princess Bubblegum is just having private time in the bathroom, but a skeptical Jake looks through the keyhole. Finn uh, protests that Jake is acting pervy, but Jake makes him look in. They see Princess Bubblegum now in demonic form, with disproportionate limbs and dark purple black skin, pouring the chemicals into her bathtub.
1: Yeah, she's looking. Uh,
0: whoo. She so she's like her body's like like would gyrate like like a um possessed being you know like you see like on emily rose or like yeah um all of those kind of movies and it's super freaky yeah this is like almost horror movie level
1: yeah there was one part where like she's like spazzing him out on the bed and like her body's all twisty i was like yeah (laughs) it's actually pretty freaky stuff yeah So when she starts drinking the fluid, Finn and Jake try to stop her, but she rips the tub off the floor and drinks the entire concoction, growing into a monster as tall as her tower and powerful to the point where a gumball guardian has to fight her. So she knocks the boys through the wall into the hallway, and as she begins to attack the Candy Kingdom, Ice King appears and explains that he saw the Lich possess her, With his wizard eyes. And he hadn't spoken up earlier because when you have stanky old wizard eyes, sometimes you you see things that aren't real. And other times, it's like crazy, crazy, crazy in your (laughs) face all the time. And you see what he sees all the time. And And it's crazy. Yeah, you can see why he's nuts.
0: It's bonkers.
1: So he wants to help Finn and Jake, but Finn angrily refuses the assistance.
0: Finn starts to go into adventure mode. And he tries to defeat the possessed Princess Bubblegum with the sweater she gave him, but fails. As Princess Bubblegum attacks Jake, Finn finally accepts Ice King's help. As Finn distracts Princess Bubblegum, the Ice King freezes her from the feet up. The Candy Kingdom rejoices, but their jubilation turns to shock when the frozen Princess Bubblegum statue falls over and shatters into pieces. Yeah.
1: So there's like two episodes in a row where you're like, what just happened? Is yeah. she dead?
0: Yeah, exactly. So we return to the emergency room. Dr. Ice Cream, Nurse Pound Cake, and Dr. Princess attempt to reassemble her, uh, but they don't have enough pieces of gum for her hair. Nurse Pound Cake reveals to the crowd waiting outside of the surgery room that Princess Bubblegum is alive, but due to the lack of recovered gum, she's now 13.
1: Yeah, so Ice King's like, I'm out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> good <loses> job. <laughs> that is great responsibility.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes, age of consent.
1: He's like, oh well, that ruins it. So Finn remarks that he's 13 as well. So PB calls him a hero, and the two share an embrace. And as everybody celebrates, the snail, who freed the Lich from, in uh, Mortal Folly, is seen waving menacingly in the background, sighing with eyes that glow like the liches.
0: Oh my goodness. Bum, bum, bum. Another crazy episode. What were your thoughts?
1: I absolutely love this episode.
0: Yeah, tell me about it.
1: So I think I I actually like like this horror aspect that it has in it. Or Mm -hmm. it's actually like it's funny, but it is freaky at the same time. Totally. And uh, yeah, I like um, the interaction between Ice King, Finn and Jake in this one. Mm -hmm. Like that whole relationship and like how they actually all have to come together in the end to, to fix this thing.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: Because I think this is the first time that you see that really happen with the Ice King. Like, mm-hmm. even though it's like a begrudging kind of friendship that, that they start to develop. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's great.
0: Well, we've seen glimpses of that friendship. Remember Slappy D's? When Slappy D's! When they took him out for his...
1: Uh, when they uh, wrongly imprisoned him?
0: No, they took him out to like entertain him for the night.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it's such an interesting episode because we know the Lich is alive and well. We know that she's acting freaky deaky. We also know that something's going on and we don't quite know how it's going to resolve. So it was really interesting to me that even though they freezed Princess Bubblegum and the Lich, essentially, right? Yeah. So the Lich then found the snail again? I uh, guess. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh,
1: he had some like, some residue left in, in the snail.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe.
1: So what did you think of this one overall?
0: Uh, It was good. It was good. I didn't like it as much as the first one, mm. um, but it was uh, just really good storytelling. Um, you know, you got that teamwork episode, you know, teamwork piece of it to overcome the evil guy who is inhabiting their, their buddy. I think it was cute how they turned Princess Bubblegum into a 13 year old, which is really, really adorable. Yeah, She was so cute.
1: That's an arc that carries through with the next season too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think if I had to pick between this episode or the one before it, too, I'd go with the one before it. Yeah, but I still think this is a really strong episode. It is.
0: It totally is a strong episode. And it's it, a great it is. way to
1: cap off the season. I
0: 100% agree. I 100% agree. I think it, it, they do a good job of concluding. Um, they they leave you wanting more, which is which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. um, We know that the snail uh, was featured on the title card, which we know isn't a, a normal thing. And then we see the snail again at the very last uh, scene waving with the glowing eyes, indicating that the lich is alive and well. Yeah. Snail Watch 2020.
1: Yeah. Snail Watch 2020.
0: Woo!
1: Woo, woo. So what's your favorite line in this one?
0: So at the... <laughs> <laughs> the very beginning, uh, Dr. Ice Cream says, she's totally gross, over 90% of her body. The other 10% is crazy nasty.
1: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Term right there.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was great. How about you?
1: I got I got two of them. Okay. So one's Jake. You look like sick gray meat, but we're going to jack you up good.
0: Yeah, he was all hugging PB and like, we're going to make sure you're good. Duh.
1: Yeah. And my cute. other one is, uh, is one of my favorite fin lines ever. Yep. I'm a cat. I'm an agile cat.
0: That is a line. As soon as I heard that I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's something you say all the time." Yes it is. Yes it is.
1: Go ahead and give me an impression of a character.
0: Okay, well, you kind of already said this line, but I'm into it anyway. Uh, bleach, letter fluid, ammonia, gasoline, I don't know, lady stuff. Plutonium?
1: <laughs> Finn.
0: Is <laughs> that lady stuff? <laughs> it, it no, it's not late. Well, no, I'm kidding. No, it's not lady stuff. I mean, Bleach and ammonia, you can use those to clean with. Gasoline for your car. I don't know what I'd use plutonium for. Lighter fluid to light candles. So (laughs) maybe. Could be. Could be.
1: My impression is going to be PB reacting to Jake singing to her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Guess what? What?
1: We got some trivia on this one. We
0: do have trivia on this one. So, in the emergency room at the start of the episode, the heart monitor screen is displaying the first 15 digits of pi. Cool. Yeah.
1: So, when the possessed princess Balgum sets her room on fire, the flames in the background seem to have faces.
0: Ooh. I didn't
1: catch that. That That's is creepy. Cool. I
0: didn't either. So, the episode is clearly inspired by The Exorcist, um, the 1973 horror film featuring a demonically possessed little girl. This is like your favorite movie, Matt. Oh, like the film, Bonneville's bed shook violently. Her voice becomes abnormally deep. Her skin was pale and her body suffered ungodly contortions.
1: Yeah, hmm. that's... Uh, when I was a kid, there was no movie that scared me more than The Exorcist. Yep. Yep.
0: Didn't you meet the girl from The Exorcist? I
1: did. Uh, for my 13th birthday, I went to this... Uh, it's basically like a... A horror-themed amusement park in New England called huh. Spooky World. Interesting. And uh, she was a, a guest there doing autographs. Yeah. And so yeah, I met her, and she was really cool.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's cool. You've already you've told me about that, and I think it's really cool when you when you meet actors, and they're super awesome. Yeah. And pleasant to be around. I think that's super great.
1: nice. Yeah, I met her like she was done signing autographs. So we got there too late, and she still ended up uh, meeting us. So that was really nice of her. That's cool. Anyway, Exorcist, scary movie. So when Princess Bubblegum is eating from the giant vat of poisonous house cleaners, she resembles No Face from the Miyazaki movie Spirited Away.
0: That is so cool. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I thought that was really neat how how just the the animation in this movie with, or in the, in these two episodes felt different than other episodes. Yeah. It felt very fluid. There was a lot of I don't know, just a lot of cool stuff.
1: It was like maximum effort was put in from everybody involved yeah. in these two. Yeah. Really
0: cool. Really really, like really cool. Like no
1: other episodes that we'd seen before this.
0: Yeah, it felt different. Love it. So, apparently, when Ice King ascends into the clouds after uh, he was told he looks like, you know, old man face, the clouds slam together like Monty Python sketches, especially that of God's Ascent in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's
1: perfect, because now that so I'm thinking great. about it, that, yeah, it totally is. It's great. And I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail is one of my favorite comedy movies yep. of all time.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that about you. That's Absolutely great. love it. That's great.
1: So Jake opens the door to Princess Bubblegum's room, the door sounds like the door to the TARDIS from the British TV sci-fi show Doctor Who.
0: I love Doctor Who. Did you catch that while we were watching it? I didn't. Man, all these now we have to we go back catch. and watch it. Uh,
1: this is an episode I will revisit in the future, so Yeah, For it's a sure. good in. It's a good in. So uh your prediction. <laughs> Based on the name R- Mortal Recoil. So Finn is visited by the spirit of tree trunks. My question is, why is it the spirit of Tree Trunks? She's well, alive.
0: Okay. When I wrote this, um, I didn't know that Tree Trunks comes back. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: I didn't know that when Crystals Have Power would be her returning to the Land of U.
1: I was so confused. I was like, it also made it hilarious. Yes. So Finn is visited by the spirit of Tree Trunks. He reminds Finn of his strength and smarts. So Finn, rejuvenated rejuvenated, by this (laughs) visit, devises a plan to escape the cage. He finds Jake and slaps him in the jowls to get him out of his enchantment. Together, they head back to the treehouse, never to talk about the treasure again. I feel bad giving this
0: one an f (laughs) you should you should give it an f you should give it an f minus minus (laughs) you should give it a g i think it's
1: the (laughs) farthest you've been but i gotta say like as far as um creativity goes i think this is hilarious i'm giving you today
0: thank you thank you freaking amazing
1: now do you want to predict what the very first episode of season three is going to be based on its title
0: yes yes i do yes I okay here we go conquest
1: of cuteness
0: oh my gosh okay in the season three opener we come upon finn and jake who are asked by the mandalorian to help him save baby yoda i'm just kidding i was like what <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah way before that show came into existence
0: Ah, uh, i love baby yoda it. baby yoda is so cute anyway so finn and jake are traveling abroad and come upon a small town here there they see some of the cutest animals they've ever seen Uh, They're asked to be judges in a contest to see who is the cutest. However, it goes all awry when the animals get jealous over the winner and they have to think of a creative way to bring peace to the village again. Cool. Yeah.
1: I actually don't remember that episode based on the title alone. Ooh. So it could be anything.
0: Ooh. Yeah. All right, Matt, any last thoughts about this episode?
1: I love that this season ended with such a bang between um, mortal folly and mortal recoil i do think that like that was a a total tone shift for the show yes i agree as far as like storytelling goes and i think it's a, a little glimpse of things that are to come because i feel like the show does veer more in that direction ultimately especially over the last bunch of seasons and even in some of the later seasons i feel like um there can be a little bit of a hindrance as far as storytelling goes because sometimes it seems like the show does want to go more serious yeah but it's afraid to go too too serious and i do feel like it can create some awkwardness on occasion. Sure. Later in the series. And I feel like it was like a perfect balance with these two episodes.
0: I did too. I So we know that the Lich King becomes a, a recurring character. I, just, I, I know I said this before world building. I love it. And I love that it's telling me a story. And I think they do a really good job of doing that in these two episodes and really pulling it together. And I feel like I'm wanting more. When I watch this, I was like, oh my gosh, this was incredible. These two episodes were so great. And I can't wait to watch more Adventure Time.
1: Yeah, me neither. Yep, I'm really excited. And I'm thinking about some of the episodes coming up in seasons three and four, particularly, Mm -hmm. that i Absolutely love. And like, there are more episodic ones again where it's not tied to like the overall story that we're starting to see here. Yeah. So we do still have some like randos coming up, but there's mm-hmm. some great stuff. Yeah. And I'm really excited to get into them.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Well, Matt, this has been enjoyable.
1: This has been enjoyable.
0: Season two went by so fast.
1: Yeah, it really did. I
0: can't even. So we have, after this episode, we will be ranking all of our episodes. Um, and then. We're gonna be on a break. Yep. Yeah. So more info to come on that. And our final thoughts uh during our uh next week's uh release.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to do the ranking. It's gonna to be too. I think it's gonna be trickier than the first season. Oh,
0: I totally agree. Yep. I totally agree. There's so many good episodes. Yeah. Okay. So if you wanna email us, email us at omyglobpodcast at gmail dot com. Our Facebook and Twitter handles are oh My God podcast. You can um, also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or leave us a voicemail on Anchor.fm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did
0: it. I'm sorry, I just spaced out for a second
1: there because I was thinking about popcorn and Harry Potter.
0: I'm really excited for popcorn later. Me too. It's going to be good. Hey, Matt. Yes? I had a good time.
1: Me too. This was a devilishly good time.
0: Ooh. Ooh la la. Yeah. All right. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.